Uh, the man they used to uh, call Commander Cody, Cody Carlson, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, on a Wednesday afternoon. And, Cody, it has to be fun anytime you see one of your former receivers and buddies celebrated as a Baylor legend, none other than Matt Clark, number eight from Corsicana, Texas, was honored the other day. Uh, how fun was it to, uh, to to see that? Matt Matt and his family, boy, they look great, and it was, uh, it was fun to see them. Yes, yeah, it was... Uh... You know, I was really excited when I heard the news. And, and first of all, let me say uh, thanks for having me on the show today. It's uh, nice to to live in the in the past every once in a while. And, uh, <laughs> and that was definitely, you know, it was a treat to see Matt honored. And Matt was such a a great teammate, uh, one of the the smartest and funniest. Um, members of our team and you know it it was a long time coming but i'm glad he had that honor um you know matt was just uh it was great to see him as well and his family his his in-laws were in town to help celebrate that uh he was sweating quite a bit on the field wearing that blazer but uh he, he did well and it was it was great to see him honored did it drive y'all nuts when they would bring in whether it be Allen Rice or Matt as a uh, as a short yardage quarterback? I mean, you're already having to split time with another quarterback, and then they then they run another quarterback in when y'all would get down around sure. the goal line. What was that? Uh, did that ever did that ever annoy you a little bit? Well, I, I can't say that I agreed with it initially, although I was in no position to argue with Coach Taff. Uh, and and wouldn't want to, um, but you know I think at times we we kind of would make jokes about it and we try to you know to try to uh, kind of come together as a team and and know that you know the coaches know a lot more than we do about the game. If they they you know if they think this gives us an advantage, then um, then we're on board with it. If it helps us win ball games, then fantastic. Um, and maybe for Matt, it was just since he was a high school quarterback, it was just really important for him to think he was still a quarterback. <laughs> did he? Did he? Did he ever air it out? I mean, they didn't let him throw a lot. He usually would either run or hand it off. Did did uh, did Matt ever, at least in practice, ever get to feature his arm? Did oh, you? Uh, oh, yeah. sure, sure, in practice, but they weren't about to call a pass play during the game with Matt. <laughs> No, he actually. I think he threw a couple of passes in the game, if if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his strength was, was definitely in other places. You know, you had Gerald. I couldn't believe Bruce Davis was still there when you got there. And I guess your freshman mm-hmm. year, you still had uh, Ice Cube and uh, McNeil and and Bruce Davis. Who, my gosh, I remember number five and one of the fastest guys to ever play at Baylor. And then at some point, you know, on that poster, who'd you else you have? Simpson, John uh, Simpson. Yeah. So that was, um, a, that was a different uh, class um, that did not include Bruce or Gerald. Yeah. Uh, and, and so on that, on that poster, Matt Clark and John Simpson, uh, yeah. Darnell Chase, David Davis, uh, Leland Douglas, 
those were uh, and that poster is is embarrassing to me <laughs> even to this day. But no, I I now I know who's on the poster because I think I still have one yeah. back home. I'm just thinking it's kind of amazing because I think of Bruce and Gerald on that, like that Cotton Bowl team. But when y'all got yeah. there in '83. You and Tom sure. were still throwing to those guys, and I, I just I was we looking were. back on some of those stats at BYU, and Gerald had a big game in that one that y'all won against Steve Young. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just looking back. I mean, like after the game or before the game or whatever, did you get to as a young quarterback? Did you make it a point to go visit with Steve Young because at that point he was already highly accomplished and, and uh, you know, in the Heisman running and all that. Do you remember uh, getting sure. to spend any time yeah. with him? Yeah, you know, definitely after the game. I mean, there was a, you know, moment of just, you know, congratulations. He's a great sportsman, um, a great team player as well. He had a unbelievable night that night. And if had it not been for 130-degree temperatures on the turf, uh, I don't know if we would have gotten – you know, gotten that win. Now we had, we had tremendous talent on our team as well. We had young guys like myself and Tom, but we had, as you mentioned, Gerald McNeil, uh, Bruce Davis, Mark Addicts. Um, you know, we had a, a, a real Alfred Anderson, Alan Rice. We had a, a very strong core of leaders that, that helped to grow uh, some of us younger players up. Uh, and and kind of keep us um, composed during the game. Uh, I think the coaches did a tremendous job of um, you know both just slowing BYU down as much as you could uh, from the defensive side, and then on the offensive side, side we, Tom and I were shuttling in the plays every other down, so we had a chance to go over to the sidelines and talk through what had just happened or what they were expecting the next play. So I think that was brilliant as well but um yeah steve was i i ran into him in the pros uh you know particularly when he was kind of backing up joe montana so you know first time steve had ever been a backup in his in his life and i think he identified a little bit more with me at that point in time um <laughs> once he became a starter yeah he didn't talk to the little guys <laughs> Talking to Cody Carlson on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Now, Alfred Anderson played quarterback as well in high school. I I would imagine Alfred, with those big old enormous hands, could could hurl a football over yonder mountain. Uh, if, oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he could throw. They you know they said he could throw it ninety yards standing still, and and I, I wouldn't doubt it. He was just. You know, super strong, tremendously athletic, and and uh, was just a great, great teammate. Now, what do you remember about going to Provo? Bears get ready to go there. I know it wasn't a great memory. Y'all have the unbelievable win uh, in Waco, mm-hmm. and then you go up there, and of course, uh, that team ends up what winning the national title. This is eighty four. Uh, they go thirteen and zero. And and win the national title. What uh, what do you remember about that atmosphere playing at what now is called Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Yes, uh, you know. So I don't remember a whole lot because, um, well, I remember a lot of touchdowns, um, <laughs> but not very many on our side. Uh, 
you know, and I'll I'll say Brigham Young. You know, the, I think the year before, I think when Steve Young was a senior, when they had a tight end named Gordon Hudson, who's a, you know, both of those guys were consensus All Americans. They had a a probably a more potent offense, but they didn't have the defense that they had the next year. Um, so yeah, in 1984, we went up to Provo and. And I tell you, they do things different these days, you know, with the oxygen on the sidelines. But we were exhausted by the end of the first quarter. And part of it was uh, the fact that they were, you know, throwing all over the field and making our defense work a whole lot more than any other team would. And then in the high altitude, it was just, you know, it was exhausting. And and they were, I mean, a, uh, you know, the concepts that they had on offense were – were pretty amazing, and I think we adopted some of those uh, toward the end of my career at Baylor to where, you know, our passing game became stronger and stronger and, and more of a part of the the offense. But I, yeah, I remember that, you know, it was, it was absolutely a beautiful day, uh, at least in the beginning, and then by the end we were, we were exhausted and we were, you know, uh, beaten thoroughly. Well, I, I started not to bring it up because I, I saw that the Bears had thrown four interceptions. But uh, as always, you and Tom split that yeah. up. Okay, y'all yeah. are able to. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. We just we don't want anyone to be isolated in a situation like that. <laughs> That's yeah, right. That, so, yeah, uh, I, I believe Robbie Bosco threw for six touchdown passes, and and some of this is I had to go up and you know knowing that I was talking to you, I had to go look at the statistics again because I. You know, my memory uh, doesn't go back that far in detail. But, yeah, they, they threw, you know, their quarterback threw for six touchdowns, and we threw four interceptions on our side. What do you think about and playing again? Oh, go ahead. No, that's – go ahead, Matt. Sorry. No, Cody, I was going to say, Cody Carlson joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Playing this game at 9-15 – your body's telling you it's nine fifteen. It's eight fifteen Mountain Time. Do you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not a eat. Now, listen, these guys probably stay up late. And they probably stay up till midnight and all. But it's it is a different thing. And like you said, the altitude. There are so many sort of things working against you. What do you What do you think's the most important thing for Baylor? Uh, when you go into a, a, a hostile environment like this, and then even like the even playing so late at night, mm-hmm. no, I think there are you know multiple challenges uh, re- regarding this game. I mean, not only is BYU a good team, um, but it's also those those you know special circumstances for a game like this. Um, you know, I I think Baylor is. You know, Coach Aranda, you know, coaches in such a, as we all know, in such a different way, his communication style is so much different than maybe any other coach in, in America. Um, what, what he, you know, I think asks of the players that they look, they look inside, right, and they know who they are and they know uh, how they're going to uh, respond to different scenarios where they're challenged. And I think they do a, a tremendous job of doing that. Um, and they are going to be challenged. So I think, you know, certainly for Baylor, it, it helps to have the tremendous depth that they do on the defensive line. 
and that's going to be a key, both stop in the run, because BYU put up some pretty significant statistics last week. Uh, they are very capable of running the ball well and throwing the ball well, uh, getting a pass rush, and, and then just rotating, keeping people fresh is going to be really important as well. Um, yes, and you, you combine that with the elements, you know, a late start, uh, low oxygen, uh, they're really going to have to preserve the energy. Um, and you can get tired in a hurry. You know, most of the time you will, you will uh, get your second wind. Um, and, I, and I think they're probably going to manage that very, very well. But, there's, yeah, there's definitely significant challenges. What do you uh, make of, of Blake Shapin early in his career? Uh, that, I mean, it, he, he beats out the veteran I think guys like you and J.J. probably knew that was coming because you all recognize from your playing days pretty quickly when a guy has that much arm talent and accuracy and, 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 and opens up the offense uh, more. But what do, you, what do you look to see from, from Blake Shapin uh, in what is his – I mean, it's, it's really his first season, but obviously he was very right. impressive in some, in some time last year. Right. Um yeah, I mean, he's shown nothing but the ability to, to be composed, to compete well. Uh, you know, of course, his talents are obvious, the way he throws the ball, the way that, you know, he's even able to uh, use his legs to get out of trouble and to get significant uh, first downs. Um, you know, I think for him it's going to be more about just, um, you know, I mean, BYU is going to test test us probably it's going to be a difficult potentially a difficult start to the game uh just you know as the teams feel each other out and and what one another are doing i think him just staying patient is going to be a key he has the the tools he has the talent um you know he even mentioned that a couple of times last week he probably held the ball too long trying to make potentially the big play as opposed to, you know, just getting the ball out of his hands early and, and maybe, um, you know, going through his progression early or even throwing the ball away. He's going to have to make good decisions, but he's very self-aware. And, and he has that factor, that competitive, uh, yet kind of this calm, uh, seemingly calm personality that he exudes kind of this leadership and, 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 also this confidence in, you know, for the team. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's not all dependent upon him. I mean, he needs to, to rely on, on the tools that he has. And you're seeing some wide receivers that are up and coming and that can absolutely shake free. Um, and he's just going to have to lead well. He's going to have to, you know, to keep the team focused. And I think he'll do that. Who is the first person to make the connection? Because, Commander Cody and the Lost Planet Airmen uh, had become a pretty well-known band. But do you remember the first person on campus? Was it one of the coaches or was it one of the marketing types? Uh, You know, Lanus or somebody like that. Yeah, it was Lanus. It was definitely someone who grew up uh, listening to rock music. I guess it was rock or psychedelic funk in the... uh, 60s and 70s so that that would have been Alanis, i think 
All right. Well, I just wanted you to know I prepared for the interview not by looking up stats like you did, but by listening to Hot Rod Lincoln, the uh, the most famous <laughs> song that Commander Cody uh, probably ever did. He had a few, but uh, yeah, Commander, did yeah. he? I had never heard of that before. When when they, you know, Lanus came up with that moniker, I had no idea what he was talking about. And um, you know, people informed me and educated me, and then I guess. You know, Chris Berman adopted that later, um, you know, whether he came to it on his own or whether that was, you know, something that he researched. I have no idea. On the uh, on NFL Live at ESPN, uh, see, that would be great to have some some old footage of a boomer saying that the the sto- the, uh, the song begins. My pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking. If you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln, and that was his, that was Commander Cody's best uh, So I really do think yeah. when you all, all get together again for one of these uh, alumni, you know, these uh, letter winners type gatherings, the B Association, uh-huh. I think you reenact this thing. Now some guys will probably not huh. look that much different. Some of the some huh. of your receivers, but I, I would think you go out there to Waco Airport, Waco Regional Airport. And you and you yeah. get the guys back together, and I could I could put this together for you if there's interest in this. Hey, you 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 go you go ahead, and I'll try to get uh, all of the contact information. And you, <laughs> and we might not we might not show up. But, uh... <laughs> oh, if, if oh, Simpson hears about this, yeah, he would uh, from Ennis, Texas. I mean, he would be up for that. And uh, yeah, boy, you he had would definitely some... show up. Yeah, yeah, y'all had some uh, major speed. Cody, always fun to, to visit with you. And, uh, I mean, the B Association, I thought for a, a game against kind of a, a team that most people would not get excited about, U Albany, I took a peek in there at halftime, and, uh, my gosh, they ran out of – well, I shouldn't even bring that up because that will get somebody yeah. in trouble. But let's just say a nice turnout. All right, a very yeah. nice turnout. <laughs> it, it was, and Walter Walter Abercrombie does a tremendous job, and Tammy Harden, um, yeah. they do a great job of engaging with the alumni, and we're, you know, we hope to continue to grow that presence. Um, yeah, so I'm glad you were able to to duck in for a minute, and and um, yeah, it, it was really good to see, the, you know, old friends, um, old and and from a long time ago <clears> as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, fun to visit with you, Cody, and then we'll keep our – hey, let's hope this group goes and avenges that loss from 84. All right? Absolutely. And, uh, that's, yeah. that's what I'm staying up for. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you act like you're an old guy. That's what I'm staying up for. <laughs> I mean, you'll be okay. I mean, Grant Taft used to get home at 2 or 3 in the morning – and then he was there to teach his freshman Sunday school class, all right? So, that is, you're right. You're exactly right. At First uh, Baptist, which is probably where you went, if I had to guess. I know Jay did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to – who would have been was. the pastor when you were in school? Now I'm really putting you on John, the spot. John Wood would have been the pastor, and then we had a uh, college minister that was a former Olympic wrestler named David Gwynn. <laughs> and and he kind of uh, you know adopted a bunch of us and we hung out with him and it was a uh, yeah that was a great 
aspect to our time here at Baylor. Yeah, I, as a kid, I would I would be our family friends were uh, Roy and Jane Nash, and so some mm-hmm. of y'all would would occasionally show up after games over at the Nash's house. So you know that was a right. uh, that was a big deal for me uh, out there shooting some buckets, and then you and Jay or whoever come you know would come rolling in. All right, Cody, yeah. I'll um, I'll talk to you soon. Right, I, I really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it. Sick and bears. All right, there he goes, Cody Carlson.